This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50 plus and your overall investment tax and estate planning and your direct link all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And, you know, with bank stocks struggling here in Canada, mining, oil and gas, those are two big sectors. Being in 52-week uh, lows, you could see the uh, TSX is down 5% since last June, so over the last year. And then year-to-date, it's basically flat. So what's happening out there in the markets is a situation where when you look at it as a retiree and you're living off of your savings, if you didn't get dividends, uh, you're kind of cutting into your nest egg. So that's a big focus. So what I want to do is next week we're going to come on the show and, uh, and and tell you how you can reduce the volatility in your portfolio, how you can fight inflation, and how you can resist these kinds of recessions with the right kind of uh, portfolio. So we'll do all that for you next week. You know, and is, is this a good time to invest then? Well, you know, it, it is a good time. And we get that question all the time is – can I put my money to work right now? Um, and, and can I make some money over the next six months? I think there's reasons for stocks to, you know, basically make somewhere near 10% by year end uh, as we get near, um, start, you know, moving up towards the old highs. You know, inflationary pressures are the big problem here. And even though it's a mixed picture, they're in a sustained path downwards. So future inflationary pressures are diminishing at the core. So when you look at all that, that means that, you know, the Fed in the United States, Bank of Canada here in Canada, doesn't have to hit it, the market as hard uh, as it did last year and knock, knock things back to kind of ease even more inflation when you're looking at your portfolios. So those are all things that we'll talk about next week in terms of how we should deal with this particular marketplace and how we should put money to work. But there are always places to make money. If you consider the, the general market, I did a, a study here now and I just looked at the market overall. If you look at Fang, F-A-A-N-G. So that's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. If you look at those companies, they're up around 50% year to date. And the other tech is up around 18%. The rest of the market in the United States, just like Canada, is down 7%. So when you look at that, there's lots of room for these things to grow. But there's one sector that's really on fire, and that's the technology sector. So companies like Google and Apple and Facebook, like can these continue and what sector should I be investing in? When you're looking at all the new trends in technology, that's where all the money's going today, folks. So should you have some participation in there? The answer is yes. So how do you participate? Well, we asked uh, Kim Bolton. He's the president and portfolio manager at Black Swan Dexteritas. Who, they specialize in technology stocks. He's going to join us and give us his take on these returns. Like, why did they jump so much? Can they continue? And tell us about three stocks that you would buy today. All right, folks, stay right there. And he's going to tell us all about that. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Crime Time Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Prime Time Money. And you know, a big part of estate planning is actually choosing an executor. 
In fact, it, it's critical. But most families I've found over 25 years is it's a very difficult process. But on the other side of the coin, if you're asked to be an executor, lots of people feel burdened with the task associated with settling a state or simply don't lack the time or the expertise to do what they need to do to undertake this executor role. So what there is out there is this, there's a, a service called Agent for Executor. All the tasks associated with settling a state can seem to someone that isn't involved in this kind of business. Like it's endless, it's complex, it's a lot of frustration. You know, you have to arrange the funeral, you have to have the meetings with the beneficiaries, you got to obtain probate, you got to protect and itemize all the estate assets, you got to distribute the estate, you have to do the final tax return. And a lot of people, this necessary administration that you have to do uh, are probably nowhere near the ability to be able to spend your time, especially while you're grieving. So this area called agent of executor can help you. And here's what they do for you. So if you hire them on as an executor to basically help you out with all of this stuff, they're going to help you probate the will, apply and instruct a lawyer, pay probate taxes. They're going to help you uh, gather and safeguard your assets. They're going to get you to verify insurance is adequately and paste it to safeguard your assets because, you know, what's happening is you, you have your house set there or you have the person's house that passed away. You have to make sure everything's safe that's in that house. So you have to have insurance for that. You have to notify banks and institutions where the deceased held their assets. You have to create an inventory for the assets. You have to open up um, an estate account and deposit the income into there. You have to cancel all the credit cards and uh, social media is another whole thing that you got to think about now, digital. And how do you deal with that when a person passes away? Uh, complete the claims for life insurance. Then you have to administrate and distribute the estate. So you have to close the bank accounts. You have to clean the safety deposit boxes, manage all of their investments, pay the debts, uh, prepare the final tax return. Then you get a, a clearance um, statement and then the final taxes and then you know, basically initiate the sale of everything and um, prepare the final accounting. So it can be a big job. So having someone that does that full time that you're paying, you know, as, a, as an executor, you can charge a fee. And then part of this fee, you can get some assistance. I think it's a great thing for people who are not really, don't feel qualified or not financially sound and have done those types of things to, uh, you know, maybe get some uh, help with that. So we're going to have a, a special seminar and talk a bit about this and choose, you know, how do you choose an executor, first of all, estate planning, doing that. And then if you're to, to go to this way and get in the, uh, an agent for an executor and get some help, this is a, a person, this is a place where you can uh, get that. So I think it's uh, something that you should consider for your choice of executor if they're going to need some help. And then on the other side of the coin, of course, you're chosen. You're a person that's going to be an executor. Maybe this is an idea where you can get some help and get you in a situation where you can get everything done completely. So uh, we have a, a, an outline for it. It's called Agent of Executor. And it's also, uh, we have another guide that we've used over the years that's, that's excellent. This is How to Choose an Executor Guide. So both of those are free for the asking. All you have to do is give Dominique a call now, 1-866-891-2637. That's one 891 2637 and the two uh, guidebooks are How to Choose an Executor, and the second one is the Agent of Executor Guide. So they're easy to read. They're only um, four or five pages each, but explain totally exactly what that is. We're going to be having a seminar on this, uh, actually a webinar, which is uh, so you can uh, join us with the, you know, the ease of in, in your own home. So all you have to do is um, when you call up and you ask for this, just say, Sandra, put, Dominique, put me on the list for 
the workshop that's coming up, and it's going to be in July. Okay, the technology sector is totally on fire now. Can it continue? And what are the best places to invest? Stay right there. Kim Bolton's going to join us to explain. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Prime Family. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. And you know, one sector that's doing extremely well is the technology sector. It's actually the only sector that's up over the year and over the last, uh, you know, uh, year and a half or so. So joining us now is Kim Bolton. He's the president and portfolio manager at Black Swan Dexteritas to tell us a little bit more. Hey, good morning, Kim. Thanks for joining us again today. Thank you very much, Richard. Always a pleasure. You know, in the beginning of the show, I was talking about, you know, what's happening and, and uh, w- with the markets today and how, you know, technology and everything that you guys are about is in, you know, leading this market. Without technology and without those kinds of companies, the, the market's down for the year. And, and people are lucky to have this sector. And it, and it looks like, you know, things are very strong and are going to continue to do well. So tell us about, you know, Black Swan and what you guys do there, your methodology and how you guys go about executing the strategy and how you're different than a mutual fund and all of that. Okay, yeah, I'd be more than pleased to. So, Black Swan Dexteritas, we are a hedge fund. Actually, previously to starting Black Swan Dexteritas, uh, I managed the CIBC Science and Technology Fund. And that was back in the late 90s, went through the dot-com and into the 2000s. But I was approached by some tech entrepreneurs that had made a great deal of money in the private sector, um, but were interested in uh, participating and investing into the publicly traded arena of technology. And so we went out and we started a hedge fund, and basically a hedge fund allows us to be both long and short in the marketplace, In in a mutual fund you're sort of working with one arm behind your back because you can only make money by being long. And so with us, uh, we know the technology arena and the publicly traded side um, extremely, extremely well. But then we overlay it with a short equity index overlay, meaning that we're long technology stocks and then we can either dial up or dial down that short equity index to do three things. Number one, lower the volatility of the fund, the performance on the fund. Number two, certainly protect on any downside. So, for example, back in 2022, when the the, the NASDAQ was down 38% on the year, we were down 8.5%. Um, And so it lessens the volatility, minimizes the downside risk. And then also, at times, we can generate some profit out of that hedge. And I hope that makes sense to you, Richard. Oh, I know it does. Absolutely, it does. And um, I just want people to know that, you know, you're different than if I just go down and, you know, plug in a a mutual fund that has, you know, a bunch of companies in there and just doing the one thing. You guys are doing a lot more than that. Yeah, you know, Richard, that's precisely why we started this, because it allows us to make money in sort of neutral markets, bullish markets, but also bearish markets versus a mutual fund, which is really a great place to invest in a bullish market. 
but you know, as you know, you don't have that all the time. So, um, you know, certainly uh, our initial investors were tech entrepreneurs, and they wanted us to be their eyes and ears into the publicly traded technology arena, and it's worked out marvelously well for them. And now we're starting to go to the masses, um, and we're really gathering quite a bit of attention. Yeah, and, and um, you know, you're right in the sweet spot here because, uh, you know, like you guys are, I wanted to talk to you a bit about uh, generative AI, and AI is artificial intelligence, folks. So, uh, like, how, how does, tell us all about that and, and how you guys uh, are invested in that area. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll frame it sort of three ways. First of all, I'll talk about um, how this evolved, where did this generative AI come from, um, how people are actually monetizing it. It's, you know, how many times do we have a certain theme and technology and then it, uh, people find it difficult to monetize. However, um, people are monetizing uh, and making money in the generative AI side. And then finally, I'll, I'll give you uh, uh, three names that we own in the fund, um, and I'll explain how they participate in that generative AI. So basically, generative AI really started when there was this big movement toward the cloud. And the whole idea of the cloud was that it was a more efficient, more effective way for people to store their data. Okay. And so that was about 10 years ago. And then what came up was the uh, software as a service. So you could actually put the software, in, uh, software as a service modules in the cloud, and then you could have mass appeal. But then you gather more data, it becomes more efficient, you have chips that, um, and central processing units and graphic processing units that actually manage the data, and that is where generative AI came from. You needed the power of processing, you needed the data, and now they've established this new software as a service area, which is generative AI. And it really touches on a handful of, of, of themes. One is all about text, and you've heard all about it, about chat GPT and mm -hmm. BARD. And, and, and so, um, but then there's images, um, and then there's speech. You know, a great example is Siri, you know, uh, from, uh, from Amazon. But these chatbots are expanding and becoming a heck of a lot smarter as, as, we, uh, as we grow. Now, I'll talk about three companies that we really, really like. Now, I'm not emphasizing to actually go out and buy them right now because a lot of the market is is pretty fully priced. But there are three names that you should have on your radar in any kind of correction, and you should pick them up. First one is uh, uh, Adobe. Okay. Adobe, um, everyone knows Adobe because of Photoshop, but what Adobe did is that they... Uh, they brought in a generative AI module called Adobe Firefly. And basically, the Firefly be allows the user to be more creative in designing workflows, um, and it's integrated straight into, into Photoshop. The second one I want to talk about was uh, Salesforce. Salesforce has actually been involved in generative AI for quite a long time. Um, and sort of their lead product in generative AI is a thing called Einstein. 
and and it really brings personalized content creation to every Salesforce cloud out there. And then the last one um, I'd recommend to people to have on the radar is Alphabet, you know, Google. And Google uh, just over the last week has introduced this Palm 2, which is a new and powerful language model. Um, they, they showcased uh, this c- cutting-edge AI at their at their, their recent uh, conference where they also brought out the, the foldable uh, Pixel phone. Um, let me give you an example of what Palm 2 can do. So suppose, suppose you're in Bulgaria and you want to find a restaurant, um, but everything is in Bulgarian. So you can actually go into Palm 2 and it will find restaurants, translate it into English, provide a picture of what that restaurant is, and even give you a code to add to the restaurant to, uh, to, a, to a database. So it's, it's a very, very powerful tool, tool. But generative AI has actually expanded that whole sales uh, 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 software as a service area by about 25 to 30%. That's why everyone is excited about it. But there are certain companies that are definitely involved in this that you should have on your radar. Oh, those are outstanding ideas, yeah. And, you know, like, thanks again for coming on, Kim, because, you know, you explained it so well. And, uh, you know, for a lot of the listeners, it's, you know, it's a topic that they, they've heard about, but they have no idea of what's happening there with all that. We, we have, uh, uh, Richard, we have quite a library. If anyone wants to find out more about certain uh, sectors of the technology arena, including generative AI, please reach out to Richard. Uh, Richard will reach out to us, and we'll get all the material over to you. That's great, Kim. You take care and have a great day. All right. Thanks, Richard. All right. Bye. Bye-bye now. Okay, that was Kim Bolton. He's the president and portfolio manager at Black Swan Dexteritas. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund, ETF, and hedge fund investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus or the offering memorandum before you invest. Mutual funds, ETFs, hedge funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Black Swan Dexteritas. We only have uh, a couple of minutes left. I, I just wanted to go over uh, one section that uh, we're going to be talking a lot about next week, and we've been getting a lot of calls regarding of where you should be in the marketplace today, given what's happened. Because again, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, basically the TSX for the year is flat. It's down for the last twelve months. The U.S. you have a market where you have, you know, the Fang stocks up fifty percent, all other technology up about eighteen percent. But the rest of the S&P 500 down somewhere around 7%. So the vast majority of the market is not really up. So people are saying, you know, things are too high and it's not a good time to invest or not a good time to be in the market. Well, things are actually not doing that well and they're kind of low. So it could give you some outstanding opportunities. But what are the areas that you should invest in? And like we've been talking about on the on the show for, you know, forever here on uh, Primetime Money is focusing on, uh, companies that give you dividends that can grow your dividends. The, but the question that we get is, you know, which ones and, and how does it all work? So next week, we're I've been putting it together. That's why I'm not going to go over today is I've been putting it together. And I know I have to get a little bit more into it to give you all the numbers that you need. And I'll have that all ready for next week. So that's going to be the big focus is what companies, where, when, and how you get these dividends and why you would pick a company that would pay you a 1.5% dividend over a company that pays you a 5% dividend. 
So why would you choose one over the other? And I'll explain all that. And then how do you put them together in a portfolio? And the portfolio for those of you who are retired, how do I put together that portfolio to give me a monthly paycheck? And we call it retirement paychecks. And we've talked about that since I started this show in 1992. We've been talking about, you know, getting yourself a retirement paycheck. You worked your whole life getting a monthly check. Now you're retired. And the big concern that most people have is the money going to last. How's it going to last? Will it last? What do I have to do to make sure my money lasts? And then on top of that, not only will it last, but is there going to be some left over to provide some sort of legacy for my family and uh, future generations down the line? So that's the big focus of what we're going to talk about next week. It's going to be into um, you know our website. So remember, all the information that you need is, is on our website, primetimemoney.ca. And if you go there, you can go into the beginning, which will have some of the... Uh, guests that we have on the show. But if you go into a section called In the Money, that section will have basically what we talked about today. So we talked about Black Swan Dexteritas. If you go into the In the Money section, that'll have a, a breakdown of the of what we talked about on the show and give you all the background information that you need on those kinds of things. It also has all the seminars that we have available running on uh, the show. So if you're someone that uh, is interested in coming to our WebEx, we're going to be setting one up in July with an estate planning specialist to talk about, you know, agent for an executor, how to choose an executor, some of the things you should be thinking about today when you're doing your estate planning, the things that they run into where people have had some problems. You know, he has some good stories there to explain to you some ideas. So if you'd like to come to that, all you have to do is go on. You can go onto the website and click in to register, or you can call Dominique at one 891 2637 And also ask her, if you call that number, ask her for the, the guidebooks that we offer today. So it's called Agent for Executor Guide, and then How to Choose an Executor. Both of those will give you in point form. It's not long reading at all. I have these presentations done so that they're easy to read with bullets. So it gives you a quick idea of exactly what you should be thinking about. I know I've seen people check them off and actually come and see us with the uh, check marks after they've read these these reports. So the, again, the website's primetimemoney.ca for all that information or call Dominique. The other thing that we have that we talked about over the last uh, number of shows is a second opinion. And uh, we offer that. People called us and said, hey, you know, how do I get a second opinion? Well, all you have to do is call Dominique and we'll be... Uh, We'll be happy to do that. And a second opinion, what you're, you're going to get is an overview of what you own, an overview of what they've done for the last uh, one, three, and five years. And then how do you translate that into something that we would suggest in terms of uh, how you should set up your portfolio? And it's all written out. There's no cost and there's no obligation. So once we do it and you see that, if that's something that you like, then you could proceed. If it's not, then you take it away and say, thank you for the assistance of giving me a second opinion, and uh, we're happy to do that for you. So if you'd like to do that, again, set up a time, uh, get your documentation together, set up a time, and uh, Dominique would be happy to uh, set up a convenient meeting time for you to uh, go through all that. So it's a, it's a great time to do it because summertime things are kind of slow and we have lots of time to prepare these for you. So the second opinion service, the WebEx is coming up in July, agent for executor, and then how to choose an executor. And then next week we're going to talk about how to put you together your portfolio. You guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. I'm Richard Infantino. You've been listening to Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.